Dente Rigamortis. I'm Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer in Yellow. And we're here to discuss those internet stories, most creepy and most pasta, and be critically silly doing it. But tonight, we are not talking about just any creepy pasta. No, my friends, we are talking about one of the grandfathers of creepypasta. Nay, an urban legend from the 2000s. Tonight, we are talking about Polybius. Polybius, Polybius, Polybius. Thank you. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're talking about the urban legend Polybius, um, which in its own right is basically uh, a founding father of creepypastas, um, or like those kind of like haunted video game urban legend, or mysterious video game urban legends. Um, so uh, we'll just kind of do a quick rundown of the urban legend itself. This is going to be a little bit different from our usual episodes. Um, if you've listened to any of our episodes where we have like Adam and... Travis from the role-playing exchange, or... Any SCP. Any of the SCPs, yeah. <laughs> um, it's going to be more of a kitchen episode than a grammar inquisition and um, actual thoughts kind of thing like that. Basically, we're going to be brainstorming some ideas on like how you can make this into a... like some, Use this as fodder for creepypasta or stories. We're not sitting at the table enjoying... The finished pasta. No, we're actually we're in the we're, kitchen. We're in the kitchen making now. the pasta. Yeah, exactly. Like figuring out what we want to make. It's mm-hmm. it's three in the morning. We're hungry. Yeah, and we're all we got is Polybius. <laughs> we got to see what we can make with Polybius. Mm-hmm. That's actually a really good analogy. There you go. Uh, so yeah, it's a, uh, Polybius. If you're not in the know, um, is a fictitious arcade game. Uh, it the urban legend itself kind of started in the early two thousand. Um, but the story itself takes place much li- uh, earlier than that, in 1981. Um, according to the legend, uh, in 1981, some arcade cabinets uh, were popping up in in suburbia in Portland, Oregon. Um, and kids were like like lining up around the, the building, basically, to play this game, Polybius. Uh, it was like really, like they just got really addicted to it. Um, and it also started giving them like weird, like side effects, like hallucinations, sleep apnea, or like not sleep apnea, um, like, uh, insomnia and, uh, night terrors and such like that. Um, even a few kids supposedly even died, uh, as a result of it. And after about a month, the arcades, uh, were visited by G-Men or the men in black. Um, and these arcade cabinets were quickly removed and, uh, vanished from public eye. Well, you missed the part. The the MIB essentially showing up. They didn't show up to take it away. They were showing oh, up constantly it. Yeah. during it being there to take data from it. Yes. Yeah. Supposedly, yeah, they were tampering with it or t- tinkering with it. Um, and then eventually they, 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 they were taken away. Like, the cabinets were taken away. Um, that's basically the urban legend, is that there's this weird cabinet that happened in 1981. Mm-hmm. Uh, people were getting like sick and weird like things from it, like psychotropic kind of things. Mm-hmm. And then the government was tampering with them, or like it was like linked to the government, and then they vanished. And that was basically yeah. the legend. Yeah, um, disappeared in a month. Yeah. Uh, over the t- over the years, um, some people have come up and like said that oh, like I was a programmer for the game, and 
It was a secret government exper- a social experiment kind of thing like that. Mm. Uh, the the company supposedly for the game was called uh, uh, Sinus Ocean or Sinus Ocean, which basically is a rough German translation uh, of uh, sense deprivation or sensory deprivation. Um, and I think the direct translation is sense delete. Yes, sense delete. But it, like it, yeah. it basically represents that. Um, and it's actually not even really like an actual German like kind of thing. It's like a German, it's an, uh, idiomantic, uh, to, to, to reference, um, writer Brian Dunning, uh, it is not quite idiomatic German, um, which basically like somebody Google translated it. (laughs) Well, somebody took two German words and smashed smashed them together, together, Mm. assuming that that's how compound words work in German. Exactly. Which... (laughs) you've ever used uh, I, I'm 100% guilty of doing that kind of thing for like fantasy and sci-fi names so yeah, yeah. it works for coming up with names yeah. like that yeah. yeah um so the real story behind this like, or the real background behind this legend is that it did not happen in 1981 um but it actually started in 2000 when uh a the the founder of ah there it goes um when uh, the creator of coinop.org um, basically registered a copyright date for 1981 for a game called Polybius and on their website and kind of started the legend from there. Um, they got a couple of gaming magazines at the time to like put out an article or two for this thing. And given like the conspiracy theory, like obsession that people had in the, at the time, basically it caught wildfire mm-hmm. um, and spread that way. Like, what is this a real game or like what, what's, what, what's up with this Polybius game kind of thing. And then like basically stories started circulating across the internet. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as anybody can tell, it's basically kind of like was some kind of like promotional me- uh, like tactic to get people to get more traffic to the website uh, coin up. Um, but it ultimately ended up, founding a creep an urban legend like that people still cling to today like people still make people multiple people have made um versions of the game like based off the descriptions and such uh as emulators and roms and uh even for like actual products like for on steam and stuff and even like there's a ps4 game yeah psvr yeah Um, yeah psvr polybius for playstation 4 um there's one that you can download for PC. Yeah. Did you... Have you tried? <clears throat> I went to the link, but I didn't bother trying to install it. I, um, I may have played it. <clears throat> did you? A lot. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. How, how, how is it? Like, well, let's have you on that. Uh, so, yeah. Explain. Well, how are you putting me on the spot? <laughs> <laughs> because this is the show. We talk. We discuss. Oh, right. Sorry, I forgot. <laughs> Amnesia. That's one of the symptoms. Uh, insomnia, too. Who are you? Hey, I'm really tired, honestly. <laughs> I've been staying up for days. But yeah, hang on. Let me get to my notes I wrote down on that. <clears throat> I thought I wrote down notes on that. <laughs> it was hallucination. <laughs> oh, this is weird. Right, so let's see, we have insomnia. <laughs> <laughs> I got a headache, man. Mostly <laughs> migraines. Yeah, yeah. Okay, well, we're waiting for you. Um, I'll go there. Ahead. It is. Okay, cool. <laughs> I did find it. So, um, 
essentially what I wrote down is it's it's an assault on the senses, basically. Um, at, at least the further you go into it, which is something I normally find annoying, but it's kind of still fun and it works in this oddly <laughs> enough. Uh, maybe it's the uh, the legend attached to it, or just the fact that I've been playing a little fucking week, <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> but like, it's it's weird because um, there's a space station in the middle, yeah, of the screen. And there's numbers around it. They're all the same number. Before you start, yeah, we should probably mention, like, in the in the um, urban legend, they do describe it as kind of being, like, Tempest. Yes. Uh, and those kind of games, except graphically intense. Mm-hmm. So It's a space shooter, and it's all uh, yeah. vector graphics, so it's all really clean. Yeah. So, spaceship in the middle. It has um, a number of balls around it. I don't remember. <laughs> um, and they all have a number on them. And your spaceship is to the right of your screen. And... You can your controls are left, right, uh, forward, back, and shoot, but like you don't move the ship. The ship stays there all the time. Mm-hmm. When you go left, it's turning the space station around oh, okay. left and right. But like technically, you would be going around it. Yeah. But on the screen, you're stationary. It's very strange. And then forward, back is get closer and further away, and it's sending out all these little polygon polygonal enemies against you. Some of them shoot. Uh, some of them just circle around and hit you, and occasionally it shoots out these uh, these white ones that have a number on them, and you either shoot the number or touch the number. If you touch the number, you get shields back, because you can only take so many hits before you die. Gotcha. If you shoot the number, it goes into the space station, and if that number is divisible evenly by the numbers that are around the space station then that's how many hit points gets put away. If it's not divisible, it adds a hit point and heals it. Wait, so is this like an, an, like an arcade version of like Math Muncher? Kind of. <laughs> yeah. It's an educational game? Yeah. So you have to not shoot it in when it's not evenly divisible and instead take it as health. And like you get more points if it's like a square root of it and all that shit. Oh my god! It's extremely complicated. <laughs> to be fair, like, again, like yeah, and that's level one. <laughs> yeah, that's just level one. Wow. Yeah, yeah. Um, well, yeah, because like the the name Polybius comes from like the philosopher, like the Greek philosopher Polybius, who mm-hmm. oddly enough had like um, like tie like connect like he worked on like crypt uh, like uh, not cryptozoology, um, like basically ciphers and stuff like that, like number password like number crypt uh, like cryptography and stuff like that mm-hmm. so there's a, a lot of people like when they think of like the story of polybius and stuff they kind of get this like oh it's like there's some kind of secret message or puzzle in the game um and also reading into like reading into it like for this for the episode i discovered that it was actually like the game itself from um and like a lot of the story elements are actually pulled from things that happened in the 80s and 90s but were just inspiration for oh, they were used as inspiration for Polybius. Like um, there were kids that were suffering from uh, from fatigue and like uh, like stomach cramps and migraines and some of that in arcades in Portland at, around that time for separate shit. games. And because they were basically doing twenty four hour like marathons of games, mm-hmm. so like basically unhealthy uh, gaming practices. Yeah. Um, but because it was like basically the early days of gaming, it, like it's clear the game's fault, not not the uh, not the people who are going crazy over it. Well, some people just don't have the stomach for marathons like yeah. that. You know, that's how it is. <laughs> uh, and then yeah, there were some games that were like 
uh, pulled off the shelf or like were looked at by the government because they were uh, the government was worried about the FBI was worried about um, uh, gambling in these arcades. So they were removing the high scores or like tampering with the high scores and some of that mm-hmm. um, tinkering with the machines. So people saw G men in these arcades uh, and then a few of these, a few cer- of certain game. I can't remember what it was called. Uh, if only I had the wiki up. Uh, by the way, a lot of this is all on the the wiki page for uh, Polybius, the Urban Legend. So you can go check all that stuff out there. Um, it's funny that back then they were so concerned about gambling, and nowadays <laughs> loot boxes. You want yeah. more loot boxes? Give us a hundred dollars. We'll give you ten of them. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Yeah, ah, Cube Quest was the game from 1983, um, but apparently, like, it had like it was a shooting game with surreal visuals, uh, and it was because it was on a laser disc. Um, a lot of the it was had some like issues and fault like glitches and stuff of that, so that they had to actually recall a bunch of them. Hmm. So suddenly, this game that came out for like a few months suddenly was getting recalled and removed from uh, arcades. So yeah. we had that. Um, also, similar thing to like because of the G Men, like we're checking out like uh, uh, the uh, the the gambling or like the uh, the the high scores and some of that, and like mo- tinkering and monitoring machines. And people, kids were saying that, and people were seeing that, and things that was getting into the public eye. Um, films like The Last Starfighter apparently were like heavily inspired by that as well. Oh, really? Because um, hmm. basically, like the thing with Last Starfighter is this guy's like uh, this bumpkin kid. He's playing um, an arcade game, and he's really good at it. And then it turns out that the arcade was set that was planted there by aliens to recruit uh, starfighters. Hmm. Um, there you go. Yeah. So that that was a neat little like quirk or like thing I found out about it. Um, also, part of the 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 whole like kind of hoax of or like is it real or like like the the and the the hidden messages and um, trying to decipher it and stuff of that comes from another from a nineteen ninety. For uh, yes, a 1994 um, mis- internet mystery called uh, the Publius Enigma, which was basically a, a weird. It's, an, it's still unsolved as to like who did it, why, uh, and like what happens if you crack the, the code kind of thing. But basically, it was a bunch of messages on a uh, on a now defunct uh, message board or uh, internet service, like early internet service. Um, that had to do with a, a hidden message in uh, Led Zeppelin's like recent uh, uh, recent song, song album, mm. um, and like it basically had the internet like for for a short time had the internet like kind of like wondering what the hell was going on like is this some kind of publicity statement? Uh, but then the band and the then like said that, that it wasn't like they don't know who this was. It was some mm-hmm. kind of independent thing, and apparently there was a prize if you figure out the message um so and it was just interesting when i was reading that it was like pu- like it had to be have some kind of link to it because it was like called it's literally called publius enigma yeah it's pretty close and it's a still going on like no one knows what the true like identity or like if like the true source of it was hmm. um outside of what for what had happened so yeah so there's that as like another kind of like add on to like the inspiration that built up Polybius, like so we have like gaming issues and arcade issues and gaming incidences in the eighties. We have this internet hoax phenomenon thing in the the mid nineties, and then this need to make a 
basically to get some bump up some traffic by making a, a basically a fake video game cryptid um, for your uh, for your website. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then how that just exploded into popularity enough that like we're still talking about it in 2019 after like 19 year almost 20 years later we're still talking about Polybius. Yeah, there's a Polybius game on a current console. A current gen. console. There are like the angry video game nerd made a, uh, a <laughs> since this will probably be posted on Halloween. We're basically just like on the coattails of angry video game nerd from uh, but a year later. <laughs> I think it's been a couple of years, Has it been two man. Years? It's not just one year. Okay. I'm thinking it's. Like I, I think you're right. It's probably been like two or three years. So we're a little late to the, uh, the game, but whatever. Um, yeah, he did an entire episode, like just kind of like uh, for Halloween, on it. Um, other websites and other like kind of com- uh, media, like like content creators, have done Polybius style uh, videos because it is just such an interesting urban legend. Mm-hmm. And again, it's kind of the grandfather of like grand of video game creepypastas. Um, so that's that's basically the um, kind of the background to it. Uh, did you get past level one of uh, the uh, 2007 uh, Polybius game? I got to level three. It's just it's it's so hard to see anything. <laughs> level three, level one. It's a black background. White vector graphics. There's a spaceship in the middle, and you spin around. And there's colored guys that come after you. Great, yeah. you kill it, and then um, it goes like there's like this warp tunnel, almost like you're going through light speed. Yeah, and you see different planets flying past you, and you go to level two, where the background is like Beetlejuice style black and white stripes everywhere, like oh God. as in like a cone around you, and it's like the same color as your freaking ship, <laughs> so you can barely see. And then when you beat that. It seems like it's more chill after that because it's a black background again with no crazy visuals. But the vector graphics of the background, it makes it so when you turn it, it's like turning the opposite way in a box kind of thing. So it's kind of, it has this weird sort of um, effect where it just kind of feels kind of Almost like trying to hit like hypnotic kind of thing? Sort of. It feels weird though because it feels like you're actually moving in a 3D space. Whoa. It's weird. And then when you beat that, the background's a fucking rainbow. Oh, <laughs> like, fuck. everywhere. So just rainbow. Is it tie-dye kind of stuff, too? It, it's like a wiggly rainbow yeah, of, okay. like, colors fucking oh, everywhere. Um, what's the, the music score, like, on the, the game? Is it actually... There, there is It's completely silent? It's I mean, dead quiet. There's no, like... Oh, there's sound effects, but there's okay. no music. No no music at all, just sound... Oh, God, that... Yeah. See, I can see that being kind of creepy. Oh. Yeah. I mean... Go back to asteroids. Yeah, asteroids just had sound effects. And... Yeah, yeah, pretty much. And again, yeah, like that unnerving, like just that quiet, like would definitely be unnerving mm-hmm. for. And all the like the random subliminal messages messages that pop up while you're yeah, playing. Yeah, because I do see random words. I don't know what they are. Yeah, it's like well, it's <laughs> I'm sure like, my brain knows. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that, again, that's another thing that they probably pulled from like they live like drunk Snickers. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? <laughs> um... Like, from John Carpenter's They Live, like, where it's all, like, subliminal messaging in our media and stuff like that. Um, but that's also something, again, that we should have brought up. Like, on top of, like, the cryptography, like, kind of origin or, like, nature of Polybius or the story, anyway, in the fiction. Um, there's also supposed to be, like, subliminal messaging, like, basically mm-hmm. the government telling us what to do through this game or telling the youth what to do through this game kind of thing. Yeah. So, yeah, like, we've got basically, like, theories that range from, like, creepy haunted arcade cabinet... Um, run by the SNTF. <laughs> oh, the, the, of course. I mean, who else? Uh, to like a government agency that's just like playing mind games with like the the populace. 
um, maybe even a secret Soviet like connection kind of thing. Um, all that basically was just like because like the not, late '90s, early 2000s was like rife with conspiracy theorists, and like we just loved conspiracy theories. Some of us still do. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's just one of those things that like the right culmination happened. Like it was put out at the right time and the right amount of paranoia with technology uh, from both the 80s and the early 2000s just like helped build this uh, cult following that this, the, this, um, this fictional video game has had. Mm-hmm. So uh, I guess we can move on to um, the kitchen, see what we can make with this. For, see what we can whip up in the kitchen. Yeah, see what we can whip up in the kitchen for uh, creepypasta goodness. Um, I guess I'll start, as I always do. Anyway, uh, mm-hmm. uh, so um, we've been playing a lot of Shadowrun. <laughs> Just Shadowrun. kind of uh, full disclosure, like when we're not running the podcast, uh, we've been play- when we play games, it's been a lot of Shadowrun lately. Oblivious. Yeah, and well, you can play mm-hmm. Oblivious, but yeah. So um, I may have I may have been like kind of using some of that as to, like for some ideas for this. So Technomancers <laughs> and, and developing AI machine spirits uh, brought about by the input. So basically, I'm mixing Tron and Shadowrun mm-hmm. uh, by you know, like basically. So like those kids playing those games, like getting issues and stuff like that, like having like weird issues. What if there was some kind of like sensors in the cabinet, like that the government installed that while the kids were playing it and developing these like weird hallucinations and issues, it was actually siphoning in like psychic energy or some kind of like uh, cognitive information into the game. And you end, we end up creating some kind of like creature or something or some kind of digital creature within Polybius. So the game itself is like a psychic vampire. Yeah. So all the kids that I, play it. Exactly. Yeah. Uh, and even kind of like those kids, like their, their, their issues, you can kind of have some psychic vampire, psychic vampirism, uh, symptoms, uh, symptoms. So, um, and then again, like with technomancer kind of angle of it, like maybe they were, maybe it, it installed that kind of like ability into people. Um, so basically say it with me guys, magic, science, Together. In the same place. <laughs> right together. Sorry. God. Um, Amnesia. Yeah. <laughs> it's fine. You've been through a lot this week. Yeah. Uh, you, you, t- I thought this was Tuesday. <laughs> it's not. No, it isn't. No. Um, my other idea um, is kind of a where are they now sort of idea. So it's been almost 40 years in the fiction of of Polybius since these kids were affected by this. Mm -hmm. I think it might be interesting for a story, like like a creepy story, if like you start in the now, or at least like when they're adults, like maybe in their 30s, like maybe like bring it a little bit earlier. But yeah, basically when they're adults and like see if they're still seeing things, if they're still like having to deal with the, the, uh, the effects of Polybius or if every single one is gone now. Exactly. Or like, yeah, like maybe one of them like, Oh, that goes like to see if they can find some of the other people and they find out that they've gone missing or they died mysteriously. Mm-hmm. So you have like kind of the government angle. Like, so there's that angle of it, like the branch of it with the, it's like a government, a creepy government thriller where like within, with a government conspiracy there or going back to the technomancer thing, they've developed some kind of like, connect psychic connection with machinery or like electro with digital electronics and stuff like that. Um, and you can take this as either like, like them on the run again from government agents and, and some of that, or 
go kind of a different route, like maybe like Chronicle or um, like Scanners, where they are the threat now because they've developed these like powers and they've gotten they've been corrupted by it. Mm. So now like they're able to fuck with machinery like Akira style or like with uh, like like a Digimon kind of thing, or like they are like digitally in tuned with the world, and so they can like fuck up your shit. Mm-hmm. Um, so have almost like a slashery kind of, uh, slasher flick kind of motif where you're, <laughs> where you're, someone where... goes around just murdering your phone. It's like, no, <laughs> no, no, not my Xbox, not my Xbox. Oh, or using no. your, I was going to think more of your machinery, like use your electronics against you. Oh, okay. Um, and you could maybe, also do a parody slasher yes. movie with it though. Like, no, no one actually dies. Yeah, it's, it's just, just all of their technology. Yeah, that'll be the troll pasta. Yeah. <laughs> or the crappy pasta. Or the amazing um, pasta. Maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, or the action pasta, really. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I just think it could be horrifying to like, have it from like either the, the technomat or the the person with the abilities or like who's dealt with this like, who developed these abilities as a result of playing these games, like having them like on the run, like having it from their point of view. Like dealing with all the weird hallucinations, of, like because maybe they're also developing like weird hallucinations as a result, and or have it from the angle of the, the like the other people around this person, and they are the threat. I feel like you should work the word shadows somewhere into this because you've mentioned technomancers. Well, they, have, like, they clearly the have to go. They, have, they clearly have to go on the into the shadows. There you go. Escape. Okay, oh, there you, go. you yeah. covered all your bases. Cool. Awesome. Um, and my my other idea for this would maybe use like a um, puzzle or code. Of the game, like the like that nature of the game uh, story, and get like so. There's a puzzle, like some kind of code in the in the game that like somebody plays it, and they solve it and unlock this weird, weirdly accurate and prophetic information, and some of it gets really creepy and dangerous for them. Like it's kind of like the movie Twenty Four, where like the number or like uh, the happening. No, not the happening. That's a no. I'm not using the happening. Sorry. Uh, the um, the, movie. the oh the knowing. I think is what it is. The one where like like kids start receiving messages, like for some reason they start like writing down like prophetic information of like people, like there's going to be this major like a disaster or there's going to be this major issue that's happening and like a lot of people are going to die. And then like that's like the like the last like code that they unsolve is like basically the whole world's getting wiped out, um, like that kind of thing. Like where you get like those kind like they're like finding like they're getting like prophetic information from the game about like their lives or about like what's going to happen like in the like the very near future for them and it's always accurate so you kind of have like that kind of like pandora's box kind of motif like once you've unlocked the game's like final prize did you are you really are you happy with that (laughs) with with what you got kind of thing um and also living on the cryptic nature of the the philosopher the game takes its name from and even borrowing from the uh publius incident uh which has also been suggested to be a directly lit inspire inspiration for the game. Um, so yeah, basically, uh, my my ideas for the games from a story point of view. Put in Shadowrun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. If I was running, yeah. If we were also talking about like scenarios and so that, I might be using some of the some of this game, like some of the ideas from this for our Shadowrun campaign. <laughs> um, you kind of did in um, uh, last year at Tenocon. Oh yeah, um, we did do a Cthulhu. Uh, so we uh, last year, um, well, we when me and Gamer and Yellow were at Gen Con, uh, Gen Con, we're at Tenocon Warframe uh, for Warframe and stuff like that. Uh, a bunch of our friends that were there also wanted to like play some tabletop games in the hotel room. So I ran a Cthulhu Dark uh, scenario that I, I, I kind of 
yeah, definitely inspired by Polybius in that it is a game that starts with a P <laughs> and uh, it deals with a, a, a weird arcade cabinet that's screwing up reality. Uh, it's called Pax Vobis, which Pax Vobis in Latin is peace be with you. Um, and the game was about basically uh, like the game that the kid, some kid was playing in this arcade cabinet was um, like, you're trying to escape basically this like emptiness. Like you're basically, it's like uh, like a side scrolling Mario, like, like moving level, like Mar- like one of those Mario levels. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to get to the end before, um, before the screen, gets before the screen com- yeah, before the blank screen completely. And basically the blank screen just wipes out everything in its path. Mm-hmm. Uh, and there's like villagers and like things like that all over the, but it's all like an Atari style. So it's like, there's like, Forests and stuff of that, like kind of all across. Forests like triangles, though. Yeah, yeah. And there's like little houses with people, and like they're, like they're trying to get in your way as well because they're all panicking, mm-hmm. and they all vanish. Like as you're trying to get, it's basically like a racing kind of game, a race to the uh, race to the end kind of game. And yeah, that was a f- bleeding into the real world as this kid had formed some kind of weird magical bond with the with the uh, the cabinet, and so as he was playing it, he was destroying the town we were in. Yeah, he basically the town got locked into this like like separated from reality and was slowly vanishing. Like it was slowly being eaten by nothing. Um, it's like, it like as if a circular wall was kind of closing in on their arcade cabinet. Yeah. It was like a dome. And the wall basically. was like killing everything behind it. Yeah. Including like the ground. Yeah. And when I think one of your characters uh, found a, an aircraft to like leave all they, like they, they, they went to escape and they went off into the, into the beyond yes. and all they saw was nothing. Just this like yawning blackness and like emptiness. Mm-hmm. Um, and technically, wouldn't we have just immediately been killed if, like, no? I was, I was having. Does like, it actually work like a dome? No. So, like, it's it's what, destroying everything, but like, if you go over it, like, get off the ground and go over it, like, you're fine. You oh, just okay. go. You just don't have anywhere to go. Yeah, yeah. Um. So, I'm not gonna say what happens because I might actually post it on uh, like somewhere for us to like for some for somebody to listen to because we did record it. Yes. Um, but, uh, yeah, basically it, it, it ends how you'd expect, kind of. <laughs> it's like, a, it's a, it was a disaster, uh, scenario, it, basically yeah. a disaster movie scenario. Like basically the characters are just trying to survive and figure out what the fuck's going on. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, I drew heavy inspiration from Polybius for that scenario. Um, also, like for this, I don't know why, but I just kept like for the Technomancer thing specifically. I, I, it was actually not Shadowrun that I initially thought of. It was our talk um, about uh, that uh, the other, the other system, the other internet. Mm-hmm. The uh, like a couple of uh, like like a while ago mm-hmm. when we were talking about that episode of that that creep pasta, like and how we were talking about like a Technomancer going through the wires and just like, like oh, yeah, when the wire gets yeah. cut, they just like ooze out like. <laughs> Something like that. I don't know. I was like thinking more like that kind of stuff when I was thinking of this uh, for like the Technomancer stuff. But then again, we've been playing Shadowrun, so understandable. Yeah, and again, the whole like idea of like using like like there's something supernatural about the cabinet. Um, although in the story in Creep Pasta, like I know a lot of other RPG podcasts and stuff like that who have used Polybius make it supernatural, but there's really nothing in the story. Overtly supernatural. It's, overtly supernatural. No, it, it very, it, it very covertly supernatural. Mm-hmm. If anything, um, or it's just like again, like creepy mind games that the government is like planning. Like it's like subliminal messaging and like technology uh, is your is your is the evil in this. Not so much the mag- any kind of magic. Although you could add that because there's also like the satanic panic and 
Um, tons of stories coming out of the of the eighties of and nineties uh, about like supernatural stuff, like mixed with technology. So, uh, yeah, that's that's the stuff I've got. So, Mikey, what do you what did you uh, come up with for uh, for Polybius? All right. So the the first one I've written down here is more of a sort of a day in the life of the player. Who plays the game and okay. then strange things occur. <laughs> so like in like shortly after playing the game. Yeah. Okay. And then they continue playing the game and more strange things occur. And then one day they go back to the arcade. It's yeah. not there. But and they... nobody remembers because they have amnesia. Yeah. And but does he still have like kind of an addiction to it? So like he like he's like starts craving to play the game too. But like he has to find it now. Yeah, that could be like again, like that could actually be a really interesting story. That also, like, on top of like being connected to like having like being tied to, to Polybius uh, urban legend, also tackles um, like a commentary on like addiction mm-hmm. and like gambling. Like, like you need your fix basically, and so like mm-hmm. what horrific things will you go to do to find your fix again? Yeah, yeah. My first one's basically the same thing you just said. Yeah, essentially like journal entry style. Showing, like, the spiral of insanity of this dude Mm -hmm. that either ends in this dude's potential suicide, because that's one of the outcomes, or him, like, kicking the addiction, and he has a journal up online as, like, a warning. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Like, he found this... Like, maybe, yeah, so, like, would you place that in the 80s, or would you place that in the here and now? Like, in, like, present day? Like, Um, maybe the kid found it, like, found, like, some really old, like, arcade, uh, like alcove and like some like derelict like swimming pool like arena or something like that i i'm only i'm literally pulling from like actual like real life because we used to have nearby an old swimming pool like rec center that had like a little like arcade al- uh, alcove and like they just find that and then like one day that place just gets renovated for a ho- to be a house and like the arcades are all gone <laughs> mm-hmm. well the if you set it in the 1980s then you can stick to the canon yeah. Which is only sticked around for about a month. Yeah. So basically, it's suddenly gone. And yeah, the kid like tries playing other games, but it's just not the same as playing Polybius. Mm-hmm. And then, like, and then in two thousand and seven, when the free one comes out, then he, that he just loses his fucking mind there. Plays it constantly. Oh shit! Yeah, like yeah, it could be that. Like just basically like that. He just like the last entry is just him losing himself to the game. Mm-hmm. Like I'm just gonna put it's like Cosby plays it until he dies, just sitting there. Yeah, the next the next entry in like that would just be like a newspaper clipping. Yeah. of just like man dies in uh, from uh, video game kills man. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I mean, like, like those newspaper articles were happening in the in the late, early to mid two thousands. Like, mm-hmm. I remember working. Uh, I remember like seeing in the newspaper um, like a kid in Korea or um, uh, or Vietnam or something like that. They uh, they died from like forty two hours of, of pl- just playing a game or something like that, like because they just died of exhaustion and not eating. Yeah, because they were so obsessed with the game, and it, it created a small um, video game scare. Uh, no, it was it was World of Warcraft killed him, killed him, like because he was playing uh, WoW, like, yeah. without eating or sleeping. So he just basically just had a heart like had cardiac arrest because his body just finally gave out after mm-hmm. like forty eight hours or longer. Yeah. That's why you get cybernetics to just yeah, clearly do, handle those functions for you. I mean, at the same time though, that like that that decreases your essence, and like then you have to deal with the the existential conundrum of like 
every part you remove, every every part you take, every part you remove, um, there it, it takes a, a little bit of your humanity, and like if you take enough off, like are you going to just be like a robot, a soulless robot? What we're talking about? <laughs> I don't remember. Shadow? <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> Alright, so the next one, which is one that I just thought of. Oh! Um, I love those spontaneous creations. Is where the arcade unit is actually a member of the Supernatural Task Force. The unit itself? Yes. Of course. I, I blame myself for <laughs> mentioning the SNTF earlier. <laughs> yep. Uh, and uh, what, he's, it, what the device is actually doing is giving people that play it good luck. So that when people go and gamble, they're winning tons of money. Oh, and that's why the men in black are investigating it because they're like they think there's some sort of gambling ring going on. Okay, question with the SNTF four: Is it like Delta Green, where they have an antagonistic government force against them, called in like M Epic or not M Epic, uh, Majestic Twelve? Because in, in Delta Green, the RPG. There's Delta Green, which fights the Mythos, and then there's Majestic 12, which is also part of the government or, like, the main government, like, antagonist in the 90s that, like, was opposed to Delta Green because they wanted to collect and use the the Mythos. So does the SNTF have, have like, a Majestic 12 agency within the government, the, the, like, the U.S. government that is, like, actively trying to... Um, either uh, like basically like steal some of their their empl- their agents for their side, or like trying to like basically like get one over them on them. Because I imagine the SNTF is a global agency, whereas the they have to deal with like independent uh, country like agencies as well, right? Yeah. Or is the SNTF? I'm pretty sure we, we've brought it up in every creepypasta, which means that it has to be everywhere. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, or is it just, or is it specifically just a Canadian agency? <laughs> Spawned in Canada, but its reach is worldwide. Oh, clear. Okay. Yeah. So, so it does have, like, does it have, like, antagonistic, um, it basically doesn't have enemies in other agencies. Mm-hmm. Probably, but that's classified to your, uh, my clearance? Yeah, your clearance okay. level right now. Right now. But so, for the story though, like so, is so the Polybius machine is alive as, as a member of the. Is it like Johnny Five? It's alive. <laughs> Johnny Five. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, and yeah, so basically, so it's, it works for the SNTF to like help people get gambling or get get good at gambling. Um, and as a result, the FBI. So who's the villain here? Like, because like gambling isn't all that great, guys. Like, is this actually is he actually a rogue agent for the SNTF, or is like are the SNTF pulling the strings on that? Like, he's an they... anti-hero. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He's, the the villain is the corrupt casinos. Okay, so he's been like, so wait, so has he's trying to take Polybius all the money? Been <laughs> grabbed, has been he been snatched by like some like evil like casino corporation to like get kids and youths into gambling early so, uh, so that they can. Yeah, uh, and that's but why it, the FBI, in, co- in cohort with uh, with the SNTF, are trying to find this rogue agent. <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. We'll go with that. Sure. I'm just I'm trying to help build the, the build the scenario here because like 
yeah, you really don't want to have like, oh yeah, he's a, he creates good luck, and that's for gambling. It's like it's so good, guys. But like, that's not a really good thing. <laughs> but he only gives good luck in regards to gambling to people who need it. Maybe. <laughs> okay. So it's like people that are down their luck and like they're have a real hard time. He can help them get back on their feet, but they can't overuse him maybe that's because the, then they get knocked back down. Yeah, maybe that's the the reward. Like after you like beat a certain part of the level or like beat the game, mm-hmm. uh, is you get good luck. But and and like initially, it's kind of like the best uh, the best laid plan or the uh, the the road to hell is paved with the best intentions. Mm-hmm. Like he did it, it did this to like help people like get on their feet and stuff like that. But eventually, they ran into a, a number of people who were playing the game to get good luck, so they could go gamble, and that jumped on the FBI's watch list, and that's why they're they were investigating the game. Mm-hmm. There you go. Yeah. And then we just need a bunch of like of uh, precocious uh, teenagers and uh, and kids to uh, with with bikes, of course, to uh, to uh, and boomboxes to throw the throw the machine onto a onto like a wagon or something like that, uh, and just try and escape the FBI. <laughs> and surprisingly, we'll do so. A la <laughs> ET. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yes. So another question: Does the does the in in your in your canon here or in your let in your story here? Does Polybius is he is it completely synth, like robotic synthetic like thing or is it like the machine cancer uh, thing where it's like got in in its in, in its inner workings it's actually partially biological it's a biomechanical construct. Like, was it once a Technomancer that mutated into a cabinet? You had to make it Shadowrun, don't you? <laughs> Technomancers are not solely Shadowrun. Uh-huh. That being said, yes, right. <laughs> Maybe. I- I'm just going to go the supernatural route. So, so yes? Because <laughs> I can go either way. Like, is it, if it's biomechanical or if it's, like, just a ghost in the machine. Like, is it a ghost in the machine? Well, if it's a ghost in the machine or biomechanical, you assume that it has some form of consciousness. Yes. Are are you not? Is that not the case? Is it just, or is it like, <laughs> is not, it just a machine that's programmed like, to give people good? Yeah, luck? like, is it yeah. just an S? Or so, so it doesn't have a mind of its own. It's actually just an SC, It's like an SCP. Uh, artifact where it's how just... is it hired by the SNTF then? <laughs> That's what I was, trying to... I was exactly. expecting you to like wobble into like a staff meeting with a, with a, a hey, name Polly. tag on. Hey, Polly. Yeah. Beep boop. Click, click, no, he only speaks in beeps and boops. Yeah, no, I mean like when it's like when it's like kaplum, kaplum, kaplum. Yes, but it's like a gonk droid. Ah, <laughs> oh, yeah, is it like a gonk droid? Where it's like it just like, it just like shirks down, like removes its like its feet, like transform back into its body, like but then uh, when it goes to move, it just like. The feet extend out, and it's like, gonk. Totally. <laughs> yes. Oh. <laughs> Just to add on to the silly 80s references. Mm-hmm. You can still make this horrifying. Like, mm-hmm. terrifying. I'm sure you can. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Alright, the, the next one that I have is that you could make this more of an SCP entry. Yeah. Where it's agents investigating the Polybius machine and they come back multiple times with different people because they just can't figure out what's going on. (laughs) And then eventually somebody figures it out and then they put it into quarantine. Yeah. (laughs) I'm actually 
quickly Googling right now if SCP made a made one based off of the Polybius game. Uh, I Googled, and the closest I could find it was SCP-1881. Is that an arcade cabinet with human parts? No. Nope. <laughs> no. Oh, is, is it SCP-034? Because there's an SC, SCP one eight eight one. It's the, probably the number. SCP zero three four is Polybius cabinet. Huh? I don't <laughs> believe you. It's it's right. There. It's on it's on SCP Foundation Classic. So it might have been removed, or like it might have been. Uh, it might not actually be like a like a current status SCP, but it looks like the SCP website discovered in an abandoned arcade in Portland, Oregon, in eighty one. <laughs> so it's just it's, it's just a similar a game. game to Tempest. Oh, oh, it killed all the people. So that's why it was abandoned. <laughs> it just, it just, oh my god! Yeah. So yeah, SCP 34 from SCP Foundation Classic. Um, I'll leave that a link in the description. Yeah, there is an SCP uh, for, but yeah, that doesn't change the fact that like, you can yeah. tell a story yeah. with that SCP entry. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Black Arcade Cabinet attempts to contact Ed Rotberg uh, of the company of Sinal. Uh, I always, I always think it's Sinistal, like Sinisloshan, or Sinis Eoshan. Uh, it's a word that we are not programmed is, to pronounce correctly. Yeah, because we do not speak German, mm-hmm. even in the slightest. Um, huh. <laughs> but yeah, so anyway, um, that's interesting. Uh, so, sorry, what was the SCP that you found, though? That was, like, kind of based off of it? Uh, well, it was just an arcade cabinet that, uh, when you played it, it would play one of multiple games. Oh, okay. And, uh, the player two controller buttons and whatnot had been, like, forcibly removed. Oh. <laughs> so you'd only play a single player and... yeah. Uh, Which makes you wonder, like, what happens if you had second player? Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like, some, like, uh, oh, okay. So, like, again, adding on to the SCP, like, what if, like, they they finally, like, somebody like fixes it and like adds the second player, and it just fuses the per- the two people together, yeah, into some horrifying Shigothian like mix. Mm-hmm. Um, another idea I had actually just from that, um, because. A lot of, again, like a lot of the RPG podcasts I've listened to that have Polybius as their thing, like on top of using like a very supernatural angle, a lot of them don't use the Tempest um, graphic comparison. comparison. They use a lot of, they just basically like come up with their own kind of video game style mm-hmm. or video game like idea thing for it. Like RPPR, the uh, role play public radio, mm-hmm. um, they did a Polybius game in Little Fears where. They had, um, it was like Legend of Zelda, like old, old school Zelda kind of style. Like we had to, like, there, there's some boss monsters and you had to like collect a mon- you had to like, uh, use items, like magical items to like fight monsters and stuff like that. And then the monsters were coming out of the game because you killed them. Mm. Basically it was the ghost of, vengeful ghosts of, of, of characters that you'd killed in a, in a video game was the, the scenario. And then, uh, the drunk and the ugly did a pod, did one for Polybius where it was a similar thing, but it was more like Gauntlet. Yeah. Where you had to like go from room to room with a uh, a band of adventurers. Mm-hmm. So, but they were all calling it Polybius. Yeah, and they all used Polybius because like it's because mm, well because it's vague enough. Like I don't, it's space game. I'm pretty sure as far as it I know, it's always game, referred to that. It is, but like people are allowed to like 
change things up and like and just use the like the title because it's oh it's like that the popular thing. Also, I I always find like I find that like it is better to use the source material, but like find a way to like use that source material. Like if it is by like Tempest and like that kind of like shooter up like with the weird graphics and so that yeah you think there'd be more of a sci-fi bend than like oh they always go for the fantasy bend yeah like if you're gonna change it that much change the name a little bit yeah Not a whole it's kind of like what i did with with pax phobus like yeah. i knew that i wanted to do something like polybius but i didn't want to but because it was as different as it is from the material i didn't want to uh just call it polybius mm-hmm. they, yeah it seems like i i think like the reason why people do change it up or like use the, like a different like their own like basically come up with their own um, gameplay for the game is because it is rather like aside from that one note like it's like Tempest but that's not in all the like all the versions of the story like I didn't even know that until I did some deep reading of, the, of like the entries and stuff like that mm-hmm. uh, so people probably just saw it's like oh Polybius like it's a spooky video or a spooky arcade game that like was causing people to have issues in the 80s and then was taken away and mysteriously um, yeah, so if you're going off see, on that, then you have to fill in the blanks with everything else. Exactly, yeah. So it allows for a little bit so more... So it's like Call of Duty, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. God, could you... Oh, God. Anyway, um, yeah, so it allows for a like, more outside-the-box creativity, but it isn't as close to the source material mm-hmm. as like some people might like. Yeah. So the next route that I would take the story is going the Men in Black route. Where the arcade unit is actually a alien life support system, and the alien uh, needs human emotions and siphons it from them as you play. So a psychic vampire. <laughs> yeah. The word of the day is psychic vampire. Mm-hmm. And basically, the reason why the men in black check is to see how the alien is doing. So there's like a little tiny alien inside it? Yeah. Or it's like Mass Effect where, uh, or it's, to pull inspiration from Mass Effect, there is actually um, a non there's a um, mention, and I think there's an, a quick encounter in the first game where you discover a digital race, of, uh, like a digital species. On the moon, I think? No, not on the moon. That's an AI, a rogue AI. Oh. Uh, actually, when it's on the Citadel. Uh, you're talking to one of the Shadow Brokers, like in yes, yes, and you find basically signals and like communication with a race that has completely digitally, um, like transferred themselves, their consciousnesses into a into a ship or like a into a an internet, basically like some mm-hmm. kind of like network, and so they are completely digital life form. Um, so yeah, have something like that, like keep it with like like the machinery, like goes to the machine kind of thing, but like have be like an entire sapient species is in this Polybius case as a life support system. And it is using, yeah, like you said, it's using basically human cognitive um, reactions when they're playing the game, basically to, to like, as a food source. Mm-hmm. Like, they, I think it's creepier that there's actually, like, a little alien, like, chained yeah, up Yeah, well, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I mean, that's also, like, that, that has, that's more of a, like, and the screen's like one. End, like, the screen's like one-way glass, oh so God. he can see you. Yeah, <laughs> and he's just a, like so. I, I've come up with this idea for for a monster for an alien species called a cognivore, and basically it's a psychic vampire. <laughs> but like they basically it's the word they, of the day. <laughs> yeah. Well, basically they, they yeah they eat like uh, mental and thought processes. Mm-hmm. So I'm thinking like yeah basically have like a cognivore or a psychic vampire. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> you don't have to make a no, psychic vampire no, count. No, I'm just doing it just because it's funny. Yeah, of course. Um, but yeah, have them inside there. Yeah, basically, like they, the kids, like it has like a screen or something that, like a, or maybe it's like projecting like a game onto the the one way glass. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So that, or like, or into the person's head, so they think they're playing. That could also. So okay, do the Kale Cove situation. Where exactly. Yeah, so that would tie into like why like no one's ever actually gotten a full accurate version of the game outside of like memory. Is that. Whenever somebody's trying to play Polybius, like the kid, all the other kids just see them playing them all black screen, but they see this like fully fleshed out video game, and that explains why different sources, like some of them, it's Legend of Zelda, some of them it's Gauntlet, some of them it's Tempest. Exactly, it's, it's like whatever the player wants it to be, essentially. Yeah, so that could actually be another like could take like. So if I sat down and played Polybius, it might be like a versus style fighter or something. Yeah, or a Doom game, like a yeah. Doom clone. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it would be interesting, like to try and like use the. The tempest like setting, uh, and have that kind of bleed into the like the real world. Like like maybe you're having dreams where you're on like a space station, or like actually I guess it's kind of just like the light. It basically just horrifies the horrifies <laughs> the the last starfighter plot, <laughs> where like you're in a start. You're the guy was playing a starship game, like a, mm-hmm. like a shooting game, and then he gets recruited by a, a space agency. Um. But yeah, so going back to what you're saying, yeah, like it's it's different for everyone, and that's actually part of the transfer system for like like it transfers it transmits this uh, game imprint onto the person's brain, and then siphons in thought processes like it's, mm-hmm. and like maybe maybe it's like hand eye coordination kind of like thought processes or brain functions that it needs to uh, stay like uh, to sustain itself. Yeah. yeah, it's actually really yeah like bravo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then uh, the reason why the unit was taken was either because the uh, alien got all it needed, so it didn't need to be on life support anymore, or the alien died because overdose. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> all of the, yeah, like it dies of over. It just like it like ate, like because like the lines were like around the the the. the uh... Around the arcade, yeah. So that he's and just he like, can't turn it off. Oh, he's plugged oh, into it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just like, and like suddenly on the on the back of the screen, like it, it's not seen, but like just like splat. <laughs> it just, it just like, like purple blood. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then like that's when like, like the age is like, what the fuck happened? It's like he ate too much. <laughs> it was too popular. Yeah. All right, we gotta take this. We gotta shut this down. <laughs> quick, grab the other cabinets because there's other other cabinets, right? Like, oh yeah. It's like, quick. Well, it's him and his family. <laughs> yeah. So like, when the first one dies, I'm like, shit, we gotta get, we gotta stop this. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. So that would actually be an interesting, like, a quirky horror thing, but like from the end, from the point of view of like the agents and the aliens who are like helping them. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Oh yeah, and like you said, like everybody just like they sustained once it's fully sustained, they take it away, and they planned on putting uh, putting another one, like a new, like another like uh, member of the race into the into the the system, but then something happened, and that's it never came back out. Like mm-hmm. they never got it back out into the circulation. Mm-hmm. Or maybe that's why they were tinkering with it was they were actually secretly like covertly like like switching switching out carnivores. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> So the the last one I have here is the uh, Ghost in the Machine, uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, where basically the arcade unit is haunted by a developer that died during development of the game. 
Sorry, that was, uh, that, was a, that was a weird cough. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Please and, continue. Uh, the spirit's actually out for revenge against the company he worked for, so he haunts the machine, inflicting the side effects on anyone who plays it. So, in the idea of making the game less popular, so the company goes under. Yeah, because basically it's his own digital hell. Because some sensory deprivation, basically that is hell to a lot to some people, like mm-hmm. not having any like chance of your senses, and the only way to like. Yeah, only way to like get revenge is basically just to impri- like transfer that pain and and hell to like the minds of the youth that are playing your game. Mm-hmm. I, I've doubt that that one's also again and re- and like, like the story could develop as like some of the kids are trying to figure that out, like trying to figure out what the hell's going on mm-hmm. and discover like that the game company was like like the, the the main creator died and stuff like that. So you have this like yeah, you, you find out like through the game that like there's a ghost in there trying to like. Get rid, like seek vengeance, so you have to either exercise it or exorcise it. You don't need a treadmill for this. No, you know what I mean. I know. Well, it'd be the, the 2019 version of Polybius, where you're on a treadmill and you have to play it. Oh God! That's Does that to be a challenge? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> of course. But yeah. Yeah. So yeah, Ghost in the Machine, like. The story basically just goes around the mystery of like what, like why it's haunted and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. Okay. On to gamer. Let's see what I have left. So we're talking about my first one. Um, actually, before I get into that, yeah. Um, where's the start of these? So when I was reading through it, the the Polybius Wiki article. Mm-hmm. It mentioned the issue of GamePro, September 2003. Yeah, the one of the gaming magazines, yeah. Mm-hmm. And um, an article in there called Secrets and Lies, <laughs> which is... <laughs> one of our mottos here. Yeah, kind here of is. But um, as soon as I heard that it was actually printed, I immediately ran upstairs and dug out my giant box of old game magazines. Did you see if you had it? I, I looked. I did not have that exact yeah, one. I, wish, I would have brought it. Oh. Yeah. I kind of stopped buying Game Pro around then. I wonder if you could track that one down. I, I have it digitally. You I, have found it, I found it digitally. I was going to say, like, on eBay, you could probably find that copy somewhere. Probably. Does it actually have it, though? Yeah. The article? Yeah. Oh, my God. I'll read it to you right now. Sweet. <laughs> yeah. But before we get into this, what you're basically saying is that this is Baraska the video game. Because secrets in that. Yes. At least that part of it. <laughs> That's another version of the game, like another interpretation of the game. It's just basically a, a game version of Nebraska, like kids finding, going up a mountain and like like solving muscle, m- mysteries, and then at the end of the day, it's just human trafficking <laughs> or baby mills and human trafficking. Totally, That's exactly what it is. I took a screenshot of it, so I have it here. Holy shit! Um, uh, there was a couple above it. One of them was like, does the like these are essentially um, myths, and they're either proving or not. And one of them above it was: uh, Does the military use video games to like train soldiers? And essentially, yes, yes, they do. <laughs> yeah, and he's talking about how um, one of them that they used. This isn't completely about this, but whatever. One of them that they use is uh, a mod for Doom Two or Three called Marine Doom. Really? Where it's like straight up a military simulator. In Doom, huh? Where like you, you have to like get briefed on what you have to do, and like you go out with your squad and you have to do things. Oh my god! But it's actually fun to play, apparently. So is it like Call of Duty before Call of Duty kind of thing? Kind of. <laughs> I'm really curious about it now. Yeah, we're we'll have to see. Like, look at that up. 
<clears throat> but either way, this one, it says it's inconclusive, the evidence on it. And I'm actually going to use the other one because it's easier to read compared to my screenshot. There we go. So the legend is um, that the government made an arcade game that erased kids' memories and gave them horrific nightmares. Fact, inconclusive. Using games for military training is one thing. That's part of the reason I brought it up. Using games for mind control, well, that's something else. But there is a cryptic tale of an arcade game called Polybius that appeared in only a handful of locations in Portland, Oregon in the early 1980s, credited to a company called Sinesiotion. Yeah. Sure. Sorry. Any of our German listeners, if you'd like to tell us the proper pronunciation of this mashed up compound word... Uh, I'll, I'll call it signs lotion. Yeah. <laughs> it's an I though. It's not an L. It's, it's a capital. L. It's a capital I. Is it? Yeah. Fuck you. No. <laughs> Ow. Rude. I'm gonna, <laughs> put a, I'm gonna put a lowercase L right next to this because I copy pasted this out of something. Lowercase L. It's an L. Okay. I, I base. I'm pretty sure it's I ocean. Like it's I. But all right. Google Translate lotion. I don't know. Not now, but later. <laughs> Regardless. <laughs> um, yeah, this kind of... go. It, I, don't, I guess I don't really really need to read it because it's essentially going over... What we talked about. What we talked about. Yeah, yeah the, the word means sense-deleting. Uh, supposedly, people swore off games for good because of the effects that this had. Uh, one owner claimed that black-coated gentlemen would periodically collect game data. Stuff like that. And that's from... The article that basically started the craze. Yes, and like, this was all printed in an actual yeah, because, magazine. Uh, like I think, yeah, it was later found out by like one of the either Snopes.com guys or like another like people who were like looking in, like were skeptics and like looking into like this like digging into the truth of it. Um, the basically CoinOps like founder or creator uh, like paid, I think, or like or like there's a like a money transfer or some kind of like deal done between uh, them and game and like uh, the that magazine to like have that article put up mm-hmm. pretty much. But yeah. It goes on to say that like, while a ROM apparently exists, it hasn't been located. Title screen is all anyone has and people can just Photoshop that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And it ends with, but still, what if it was true? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, and that's, that's what gets everybody's mind going on. Like what, like of, of a, it, it's, it's what gets people's minds going for like, it, like, oh, is this actually like a mystery? Is this actually like, like, is Bigfoot real? Pretty much. <laughs> like, or, and also like, oh, it's like, this could be great for like a, for fodder for like a horror movie or a horror story or video or its own video game. Um, the, uh, I'm trying to remember cause there's something, oh yeah. The title screen in particular, it, it's basically the iconic yes. thing about Polybius. It's, it's on the, the, the picture. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, it is funny that the uh, like so like people like were dissecting the it like oh, like is this a scam kind of thing or is this just like a hoax kind of thing? It is noted that like the title's text is um, very similar to CoinOps title or like logo font and stuff like that, and even uh, some other games like Bubble. There's like a Bubble game or something. It says that in here too. The company's yeah. name font is the same one Williams used on several of its games, making cut and paste easy for an aspiring prankster. Yeah, is what someone is yeah. what they say. That, that makes sense. Yeah, um, actually, is that a, is that um, magazine like that? PD, like you got a PDF, right? Yeah, the entire magazine. Is it a, where is it where is it, where can you find it? Because I, I might I'll put it in the description. Uh, I meant to write it down. Well, you can send it to me after like recording. I'll 
Do I'll put it in the description. I think it's Retromags, I think. Okay. But either way, um, I'll send it to you. Yeah, uh, and I'll put it in the description below for anybody who want, who's curious to actually like read basically a piece of horror video game, creepypasta, urban legend history. Mm-hmm. Such a niche history. Yeah, really. <laughs> cool. So, what's next? Right. Um... So then, uh, reading on a little bit later, I got to where it says that there's an actual website, and I went to the actual website, and um, it kind of it looks really jank and really uh, simple, as I kind of hoped it would. I hoped it wouldn't be all like nice and clean and like up to date. Yeah, it looks like an old website, so that's pretty awesome. Cool. But yeah, um, foolishly I downloaded the game and I seem to have lost my week, but yeah, that's that's what happens, I guess. I think there should be another idea for like a story is like your game reviewer, like a content creator kind of thing. And like, it, like the story is basically just a transcript of like, I guess I'm basically just, like, that's, I guess that's kind of just, you're taking off. my week and putting it into a creepy boss is what you're doing. Also ripping <laughs> off the idea of like that angry video game nerd did where he like reviewed the game. And then like, yeah, that's exactly that. literally what he does is, yeah, but still like make it into a story, like make it story mode, like a uh, story type, uh, like style, like media. Mm-hmm. Like, and actually, like, write it down, like, uh, maybe make it, like, uh, almost like a, a video game review blog kind of thing. Yeah. And just have each one be, like, a different blog entry of, like, playing the game. Like, maybe he was playing different games prior and then start, starts playing Polybius and then every article he posts afterward is just Polybius. Yeah. It becomes an, an obsession. Yeah. Uh-huh. Well, he starts reviewing some other one. He's like, okay, we're, today we're going to review... Uh, uh, Bonk's Adventure, and then starts playing Polybius. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He, starts, he starts talking about Bonk's Adventure, and then it slowly be just becomes prevalent. Uh, uh, becomes a um, slowly starts becoming um, obvious that it's just Polybius that he's playing. Yeah, okay. uh, or and like at the beginning of the of this like blog entry, or if you make this into a story form, uh, some blog entries um, have like kind of a blurb. It's like uh, the following is um, shortly before. Uh, Blogger review video game review blogger ninety five, um, uh, uh, started playing Polybius and like reviewing it, and these are the these are the transcripts. Like beforehand, he'd been uh, running a fairly decent, like basically give some information about the blog before it went nuts. Yeah, <laughs> um, just to kind of get, if you want to make it into a story and not just do like a full go like a full immersion level and just have like a, like actually start a blog. Yeah, and like review, actually start review, review a couple of things, review a couple yeah. video games first, and then start up Polybius. And that's the just, best way to do that it. Would for be, yeah, that would be straight up ARG levels. Yeah, like that is. Like, oh, you do an entire year of reviewing video games, <laughs> and then and then, then you drop it. Yeah, exactly. And then you do an entire year of all like Polybius focused. Yeah, exactly. That would be like, oh god, I kind of want one of us to do that. <laughs> By one of us, I mean you, because <laughs> you're looking directly at me. <laughs> Yeah, like I kind of want somebody to do that because that's basically like uh, the sin eater experiences, like kind of thing. Seed eater, seed eater, sin eater. The seed eaters experiences, where it's like, um, uh, where it was a blog entry of just collected stories, mm. and then eventually like had like a blog, like a small vlog thing to it, or at least video entries. Yeah, I think it did, mm-hmm. and then it just eventually ended. But yeah, just do that. Like, just have like a full year of just like like starting this like video game blog just to see like like just like as prep work. Yeah, pretty it's, much. It's, it's, just, again, just set up the punchline again line. in the vein of like Everyman Hybrid, where like they started the first ten ep- entries was 
literally just them <laughs> being like how to get fit on a budget. Yeah. Like it was supposed to be like this like amateur like fitness YouTube channel. And then they they slowly added Slenderman in and then by the tenth entry, Slenderman it was revealed that this is actually just a slender vlog. Yeah. Um God, I love that. Like that level of immersion, like would be amazing. But yeah, that's like, what always gets me in stories. Like whether it's a a video game, a movie, a creepypasta, if it has really good immersion, then it sells me on it. If it's got crap immersion, doesn't matter how creepy the monster looks, it's not scary because I can't get in the. You can't get the, in the head of the yeah. game. Yeah, for sure. Anyway, moving on to the ones that I actually prepared here for. Um, what I've prepared with Polybius here. I, I will say, like, like bringing up the magazine, like that was that was pretty good. Like, I was not expecting you to bring, like, pull up the actual article from the actual magazine that you found. Yeah, like, I, I, a... I had to do a little bit of digging to find it, but it yeah. was fun to do that. And like, it, I downloaded in this weird font, or sorry, this weird uh, file type. It's like C, what was it? C CR CRZ or something. Oh yeah, that's oh. A, it isn't like an e-reader. it's a comic reader thing. Yeah, yeah. And, and like I had to download this other program, and when I tried to install, it, it's like you have to install this antivirus and this like YouTube or this you Yahoo search engine thing. I'm like, no, fuck you. So I went in. I had to find a Google. I had to Google how to switch the um, the file extension. Found a YouTube video. Just make it a RAR and extract it. You have all the. The pictures there, and it worked. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just like how like all of us like did like kind of a deep, a separate like a different deep dive. Like yeah. I found that Publius that Publius uh, Enigma. Yes, I'd never heard of it until I read the art the, the wiki article, and then I read it and I was like, what the fuck? And it's mm-hmm. like, and it's still a thing that's like it's still got like a small cult following of like people are still trying to figure out what the hell this message was from this Led Zeppelin album. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you found. Um, <laughs> something. I know you found something. I can't remember it though. My amnesia from the game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I didn't even it's play possible. the game. I just watched some videos of it. Mm-hmm. I, I feel like you you did you found something else that was like different from the rest of from either of us. I can't remember what it was though. They're all affected by amnesia. Oh my god. <laughs> you guys are getting a, a contact sickness. Yeah, from contact me. illness. Yeah. It's a memetic virus, it's spreading. Mwahaha. Moving on. <laughs> so, anyway. The second dish I've made with Polybius is um, uh, MIB focus, like kind of uh, how yours was, Mikey. But uh, mine essentially to make it a story about being one of the men in black guys. Not as a bad guy or anything, but it's like, this is your job. Like you don't a, know why your bosses want you to do this, but you gotta go do it. Just kind of like a G-Man or like an SM, a SCP like agent, basically. Like. Kind of, yeah. And like through the messed up events that you're seeing on the kids... You do a little digging around back at base, and you find out some kind of horrible truth, which ends up getting you axed in the end. Yeah, I know that. Like some people did try to like, uh, like kind of not like deep to the, the the core of this of like the thing, but I know some people who have like used Polybius um, have tried to like link it to like MK Ultra, mm-hmm. which is an actual like government conspiracy where they were basically giving um, soldiers LSD and like as like as a, as an experiment to see like. Um, if it like made them uh, better at like fighting and combat and stuff like that, yeah. No, dr- soldiers on drugs is not a, always a good idea. <laughs> or like also like doing like mind games, like so basically like like taking like taking in like public like basically like uh, putting stuff in the water for um for for uh, putting stuff in the water of like populations to see what happens. Hmm. Seems like a big again, move. Again, like kind of stems from the idea from Polybius, where like a social exper- they were conducting social experiments on people with this cabinet. Mm-hmm. Pretty much. 
And speaking of cabinet, my next dish I've made with Polybius is uh, focused around the arcade owner. All of mine are essentially switching the perspective to see <laughs> how it kind of ch- could change it. And through the perspective of the arcade owner, the owner has to be seeing all the weird shit that's oh, happening. Yeah, that would be, yeah, like, I got, yeah, like, I like that idea. Like, okay, that's the angles. Like, yeah, that is like, mm-hmm. we all kind of brought something different to the table here. Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. we all have, we all have our own takes on these dishes. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, the, uh, yeah, the, yeah, could you imagine just like, like, you've been having all these, like, these kids that, like, like, uh, you recognize, you know, like, they come in day in and day out, um, on weekends and, like, during mm-hmm. summer and some of that. And then to have, like, all this shit happen, like, that would be, hor- like, horrific uh, in itself. Like, being, yeah. like, that, one of those arcade uh, managers. Because even, like, not even from an emotional point of view of, like, you know, you know these kids. Like, from an economic point of view, like, you're going to lose money because, like, people are now afraid to go to your arcade. Yeah, in the aftermath, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, like, he's seen both perspectives of the addicted gamers and the MIB showing up and all that. Um, like, maybe to a point where his own kid's addiction... Oh, and craziness, it was the push that he needed to get rid of the game and yeah, like, like spread the word to get everyone else to get rid of it. Like it was regardless actually, of the money he's making. Turned out it wasn't actually a government uh, like op to like get rid that got rid of them. It was actually just a bunch of like concerned citizens who owned arcades mm-hmm. that just like they just discreetly removed it and got rid of it. Yeah. Somewhere so like it's somewhere it's like the E. T. cartridges in the middle of like uh, middle of the <laughs> desert. Yeah. They just like buried these like arcade cabinets in the middle of like Portland or uh, in the middle of Oregon somewhere. That was also in the Secrets and Lies section. Is it that part, yeah. It's like, yeah. is oh there actually God. a whole bunch of Atari things buried in the desert? Yes. <laughs> yes, there is. Because they're bad. Yeah, that game was so bad. I know, I watched, I've, I've seen a couple of reviews. Mm-hmm. Pretty bad. But moving on to my last dish I've made, which is uh, focused on the game dev. Where, um, essentially, unknown unknown game dev story, and their like, struggles of putting the game together, sort of like the princess. Um, it's also kind of like... Uh, the, the Mr. Roach guy said that he was a programmer of, of Polybius. So like, yes. Um, kind of like taking that angle. Like, cause, like yeah, using, putting him as the focus. Yeah, and using that as the... Uh, like, yeah, telling his story, basically. Like, mm-hmm. maybe like an interviewer kind of thing. Like, if this is a game that's from Germany, even though it's probably not because the name yeah, apparently, isn't perfect. Um, apparently somebody uh, made the... Or the I think they're the creators of the, of the 2007 one. They actually went to Texas and made... Sinus Ocean, like as a copyrighted like company yeah. name and some of that, so that they could like kind of make it as authentic as possible. So like sure. it's basically it might it's basically an American company that was probably like just used a German name. It is, but theoretically it could yeah. be a, an entirely German operation situation. But maybe the devs were civilians that were captured by the German government I was and say- put into this weird and like forced to put this weird game together with all the subliminal mes- messages and all that. So maybe it's like a German game experiment. And, no, no, and, yeah, and, uh, I add on to that. Yeah, I'll see myself. No, 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 I'm with you on this. Yeah. Um, it's not a, uh, g- not like specifically German, as in like from the, from Germany, like at, at the time of the '80s. It's neo Nazis, or it's like it's like not surv- uh, Nazis who survived in like South a- South America or something like that. Mm-hmm. They started up a company, and like a, a game company as an exper- experiment to continue on their mind games from World War Two. <laughs> There you go. So you got like the Nazi conspiracy. So, yep. I was trying to make a Russian sleep experiment. I know you did. Joke. Yeah, I, I got that. I figured it. I think. Better. I think the audience. I figured it'd got be that. terrible. That's why I wrote down. Ha ha! I'll see myself out yeah. after I wrote that down. <laughs> That's fair. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It was actually a game to start World War Three, 
Mm-hmm. But uh, the government caught on, which is why they're checking it out so uh, frequently. Ah, uh, yes. Or it could be part of paper, uh, Project Paperclip, where uh, the Americans, after World War II, the Americans grabbed as many German scientists as they could from uh, and, mm. like, and made them American citizens. Yeah. So they could run experiments and projects on there. So it could still be within America and just be like old Nazi technology or techniques. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Man, we've, we've Germans, Americans together. <laughs> wow, I, I do feel like we've kind of like covered the board of of like culinary pot, scary culinary mm-hmm. um, story ideas for this because like we got like mutate mutated powers and like tech and like like weird uh, like things affecting the player and like where are they now kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Like and it, it, on either side of that, if they're even if they're the 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 people like the protagonist or if they're the antagonist of the story, we've got the machine did nothing wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Machine's just trying to be the machine. Mm-hmm. Just trying to be just trying to live its life uh, to the fullest. Alien life support. Yeah, alien life support thing. And Built then machine. And then life is a life is a government agent try, trying to deal with this bullshit. Or pretty much all the people around the 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 arcade that's trying to deal with this bullshit. Mm-hmm. Or the the journal of what uh, it was like to ru- actually make the game as the, the game dev, yeah, and all the fucked up things that can happen. Yeah, because maybe it was something like there, there, something like through the neo Nazi World War Three prep situation. Well, that, or if it's just like a regular de- dev, like who's just stumbled upon some <clears> kind of like, so, like in the process of making a, a game for the Atari, like for the for an arcade cabinet. Has inadvertently like stumbled upon something, or like something like corrupted, or like came in like some some X factor has showed up into the game that he didn't expect, like some anomalous thing that has made the game like corrupted or or supernatural or evil. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, is there anything else that we want to say about Polybius outside of the kitchen? Is it cool? Yeah, is it cool? Yeah, <laughs> you guys. Yeah, do you guys think it's worth the the rep it get it has for like kind of being like the grandfather of like video game creepypastas and urban legends? I kind of think it does because with how little that's actually there, it still like tells a enough yeah. of a story to the point that we've been talking for X minutes. Yeah, we've been running our mouths for about an hour and a half almost on this. <clears throat> Yeah, like I, I kind of, I totally agree. I'm also like, as as somebody who likes to see like the origins of folklore and like legends and stuff like that, I'm kind of blown away at how how this just caught fire. Like, it really is a testament to like the power of memes and like uh, and like viral marketing. Yeah, because like this was somebody had to first off, somebody had to put like like pick up that this game doesn't exist. From like a listing of video game catalog, right? Like from their web, from from CoinOps website. Oh, somebody had to just have noticed that and then have that spread and then add on to the fact that like ga- uh, the GamePro mm. magazine was like given was like was asked to like do this uh, article for it, and that like just helped get it into the into the the uh, the mass media. It's kind of like how Slender the arrival uh, the Slender the Eight Pages video game kind of brought Slenderman to the. Mass media, yeah. for, for better or worse, <laughs> but like just the power of like um, internet uh, and like internet community, like like and viral spreading. Um, it really is kind of in itself like kind of a a mundane mimetic virus in how it spread across like different medias, pretty much and platforms. Um, yeah, like I I 
I think it's obvious that like I still like love Polybius as a as an idea for a game and for fodder for stories and like scenario stuff. I mean, hell, I've used it multiple times as the inspiration for uh, for different scenarios that we've run in the past. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. like he, uh, he's you, been nodding. Yeah, he's been nodding quietly. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> uh, maybe speak in this audio podcast. <laughs> Uh, well, the information that's there is interesting. Uh, I would like more, but then at the same time, the vagueness of it allows people to take it and run mm-hmm. with it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and that's where like external like stories and creepypastas kind of come in to fill in the gaps, right? Mm-hmm. Like kind of almost like the expanded universe kind of nature. Uh, where you get to like, you have people with different ideas on the same like subject and just like go with that and like make their own stories or make their own content essentially to fill in gaps. Mm-hmm. Like basically the, the seed of Polybius is so interesting that just us three, we came up with like, what, like 10, 12 yeah. maybe different styles. <laughs> yeah. Again, less of- than an hour and a half worth of, of ideas. Well, probably less than an hour's worth of like ideas and talking about like and like at least ten different angles you could attack this from for mm-hmm. creepypasta or like sh- creepy short story fodder. And I didn't even put that much time into writing mine because all of my notes are circa this morning. <laughs> because... mine, mine were mostly from last night. Yeah, to be honest. Um, yeah. Like I read through the articles last night, um, and like I, I I already had kind of a pre uh, pre established. Um, archive in my head on like on Polybius like I have pre-established like infant knowledge of Polybius from like all the, the media I've consumed of it from other like podcasts and from other sources mm. so it was nice to like and I, and I found I still found new stuff in it in, in those in that article um, like to leech off of like again the poly, uh, pub something pub Publius Publius yeah the Publius Enigma like I never heard of that before reading that article um it was interesting to hear like how Polybius actually got, I, I didn't realize it was actually uh, as, as recent as 2000 was its create was its inception. Mm-hmm. I thought it might've been from like the nineties at least. Yeah. But not so much. Yeah. No, it's interesting to see how like, again, like I like that idea of, I like the, I like seeing um, how something develops. Like it's kind of like the dog man of Michigan. Um, it started off as a radio broadcast uh, and a song that the radio station made just for shits and giggles. And people started pu- piling in me- uh, letters and mail to the studio about sightings of a creature that doesn't fucking exist. But, or does it? But people like really latched on to this creature that the that was in a song that the like a folk song that the uh, the the radio station made to the point where they like it built such a huge following and like, and like a cult following of like sightings and stuff. It's like almost kind of like see, like witnessing the create the, uh, the development and, um, creation of a fictional, like cryptid or like life form. Mm -hmm. And the same thing goes with Polybius. Like it's, we, we over the last 20, almost 20 years, we've seen the inception of a, um, a staple in like urban legend lore, like not just outside of, just outside of, even outside of creepypasta is like, when you say when you ask somebody about Polybius, sometimes they'll like they'll know it. Oh, it's a, some urban legend about a video game. 
Like mm-hmm. it's been referenced in The Simpsons. It's been referenced in multiple other movies and, and TV shows like that have arcades. Yeah. I'm actually surprised. I don't think it's in Wreck It Ralph, but I was very surprised. I was looking for it in our in that. What is kids' movies? No, but they still throw in Easter eggs. Yeah, yeah, just a Polybius cabinet in the back. I think you know? I think it might have been, but I can't remember if that's just. I'm not sure if that's just a false memory. Of just me wanting to insert it in there, yeah. possibly like a hallucination. Yeah, like I think it must have been. Str- <laughs> I think it might have even been in Stranger Things, but again, I'm not sure. Because again, they had they had a creepy arcade in that one as well, mm-hmm. but. Regardless, like it's been in a bunch of other things, uh, like because as Easter eggs for like, um, so yeah, <laughs> it's cool. It's pretty neat. That's yeah, pretty neat. <laughs> mm-hmm. Thanks, thanks, Mike. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. Well, uh, I guess that's it for for this episode. Uh, if you like what you heard, or if you didn't, leave us a comment in the comment section below. Or it's posted. Let's be on Podbean, Facebook, YouTube, or Tumblr. Um, we're on iTunes, uh, so leave us a rating and review. Let's help spread like a memetic virus as well. <laughs> um, like a psychic vampire. <laughs> Got one more in, even though it didn't make sense. Yes. <laughs> uh, you can also uh, talk to us on Twitter. Uh, Mikey's at the East Dance for Evil. The Gamer in Yellow is at the Gamer in Yellow without the W, because he has too long of a name. Yep. And I'm at Review Cultist. Uh, you can also leave us emails at aldenterigamortis at gmail.com. That's A-L-D-N-T-E-R-I-G-A-M-R-T-I-S at gmail.com, where you can also leave us suggestions for other creepypastas you'd like us to discuss on the show. Uh, if you'd like to help support the show, you can go to Patreon. Look up Aldente Rigamortis and select the backer tier you'd like to support us at. We have extra episodes, early access, special content. Um, and to the... Yeah. And to our patrons that are already helping support the show, thank you guys immensely. As always, we very much appreciate it. Helping keep those hosting bills at bay. Uh, to our listeners and the authors of these sh- stories and tellers of these urban legends, thank you immensely. Because seriously, without you guys, we really wouldn't have a show. Regardless of your, or like either with your listenership or your authorship, like it really means a lot that you're listening and that you're writing these stories so that we can talk about them. Thank you. Uh, so, until next time, I have been your host, Review Cultist. I'm Mikey. E stands for evil. And I'm the Gamer Neil. And this has been Al Dente Rigamortis. Happy Halloween! Sleep well.